computer. Okay, we're recording. Okay. Welcome back to You Don't Have To. Um, mm-hmm. Here's the thing. We were going to post weekly and that didn't happen because we haven't posted at all. <laughs> our Instagram is completely empty. And yeah, our Instagram is completely empty. We don't have any followers we don't have any listeners so we're basically just talking for ourselves at this point which is really fun and we love that well we have to post any for anyone to listen so when we say you don't have to apparently we're telling us we don't have to right so (laughs) we'll figure out where to post it and then these will be fun yeah totally we like the memes before we got cool you know and actually learned how to post something okay i'm gonna mute myself because i'm eating okay you're the one with the story (laughs) i know okay so it's not a story but it's really good news for you so last episode we talked about our favorite tv shows yeah and one of yours is schitt's creek yes right so i'm on season two so let's just start with i started watching it okay yeah yeah and it's it's easy to get through the first season like it's because it's a short season yeah like there's what seven episodes of it and they're like 23 minutes long yeah So, you want to hear my thoughts on it? Yeah. Okay. I am obsessed with Dan Levy. Boom! I knew you would. I knew you would be. So much. I love him so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like, words can't express. Dan Levy is like, I can't, yeah. He's, he's everything it's fantastic he's and, an icon well and what's funny is in the i'm curious to see how you like start to like it once you've watched more and more of it because you start to really just i at least i started to get obsessed with alexis you know i love her i love dan and dan in the beginning is like the character him and moira had their characters from the get i know but, but the like, evolution of alexis this is i know I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I, cause I found my, like, I found myself doing the same hands that she did and like the same facial expressions and just. So like I watched that show. I like basically binged it all day for a day and I couldn't stop talking like them. Yes. 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 It's like, so, okay. So here's, let me tell you, I'm Schitt's Creek. Actually I'm on season three, episode three. Right. Um, and I feel like this show is so crass and so crude and they do things that we're all thinking but are too afraid to do and say mm-hmm. yeah and I think that's the beauty of it is like you're not gonna say to somebody like I want to borrow your clothes because I need to look trashy to get a car <laughs> then there shows up Moira and what is it? it's not Eugene I mean that's the actor's name but there shows up Eugene yeah calling me jean moira and what's his name uh what is his name it's rose date david no that's david's the young one um jack i like stevie i do also like stevie stevie's awesome um and i think that i think stevie adds a nice little like you know refresher um johnny i was gonna say john and it didn't feel right johnny johnny rose it is johnny johnny yeah and he they're they're johnny and moira showing up at um mr and miss shit's house here you go so so good 
such, I'm so happy that you gave that show a second shot. I've Thank had to tell a lot shot. of people to give it a second shot because the first season, it doesn't make sense. No, like, it's characters like a really out-of-the-box show. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You have to like really get into the characters to like the show, and you don't do that until like the second season. So if you don't really give it a shot, you're just confused by like, what is happening on this show? Yeah. And then you get to the second season, you're like, this is hysterical. These people are me. And I think the comedy is really understated comedy. So yeah. I watched like Friends and I am obsessed with the Big Bang Theory right now. It's yep. a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all have like, a, they all have a laugh track and they all have a live audience. And mm-hmm. I love that because it makes some of the jokes funnier and it makes mm-hmm. some of the jokes work, but yeah. it makes you like know what to laugh at. Yeah. It tells and, you when to laugh. Yeah. And I think going from that to this, where this comedy is so understated and they're not making jokes. Yeah. They're not making like jokes. They're not like you're dumb haha like like they're not making a joke they're just like straight up saying things that are funny yeah it's like one of my favorite scenes in this show there's well there's there's my favorite line and my favorite kind of scene there's this scene where david buys the eye makeup and he is his dad walks in and johnny walks in and it's just like where did you get that eye makeup and he said um well i i bought it out online and he said okay well how did you buy it and he's like with my credit card well, the eye cream yeah yeah and then um and then johnny's like okay but how did you pay for it and he said with the credit card and he's like but what and he's like i don't think you understand i already have it like and it was so funny because I related to that. I, when, you know, when you're young and you don't understand what credit is and then you're just like, it's okay. I bought it with my credit card. And then it's, no one tells you that someone actually has to pay that off. Exactly. So that was one of my favorite scenes. And then one of my favorite lines is when Alexis is um, like agreeing to something like going to the party. I think it was like going to that party in the beginning, Mutt's party. And um, she's like, Ooh, I like that journey for me. And I was like, I need to say that more often. I need to say, Wait, I like you that don't journey. say that. No, I do. I mean, I say it, but like, I need to say it even more. Like, I like that journey for me to like agree to something. Like that's the only way to do it. That's the only way to agree yeah. to doing something now is I like that journey for me. Yeah. Okay. So here's another two things about this show. Yeah. So first of all, I want to talk about team Mutt or team Ted. Team Ted, get out of town. Just wait. Sorry. And then I also want to mention that I am eating, so it's weird, and I'm eating out because I'm eating, and it's gross. Like, chewing is gross. If you're, like, just not watching what we're doing, and you're just listening to me, too, it's disgusting. So, um, I understand Some people are into that. I don't know. I kind of had a thing for it a while. Not the thing. That's, oh, my God, that sounded so wrong. Not, like, a thing. Not, I understand like not, like, that kind of thing, but, like, you liked it, and I don't, I have never understood that. Like, ASMR. I fully don't understand ASMR. My friends like forced me to listen to YouTube videos of ASMR. I literally went into a full-blown panic attack because they wouldn't let me leave. And my brain, I I just I could I was crawling out of my skin. And so I literally just ran away like hysterically crying because I couldn't handle it. My brain just did not compute ASMR and the noises that were happening. I think, yeah, some of like if you don't like chewing it was like I'm not someone who likes people who chew loudly yeah but I and I, it's not like the chewing that I like it's like when you crunch things like eating yeah. a chip like that to me is really satisfying mm-hmm. it's not like the mouth moving or the mouth sounds necessarily mm-hmm. but it's like when you pop a bubble or like 
when you pour sparkling water like that's yeah. all considered asmr so for me yeah. that's like what where my my vibes at yeah yep i have i so it's there have been like studies on it that say that people are like genetically predisposed to have certain sensations when they hear asmr and one of them is that you get little tinglys down the back of your neck and that's and it soothes you and that's why people fall asleep to asmr I'm sitting there like, well, boy, does it have the opposite effect for me? <laughs> well, everyone. So, <laughs> yeah. So there's that. But, um, but yeah, so back to team, uh, team Ted, I'm 100% team Ted. That was fantastic. I've listened to like cast interviews as well as how they were trying to end it with Ted in a way that they, you knew they still loved each other. And that like never happens on TV where these people still love each other. And they just agreed mutually that like it couldn't work out. I mean, it's, like, kind of killing me. It's, like, the Joey, so, friends, Joey and Rachel, they were my favorite. 100%. Joey and Rachel was the best. Joey wanted the best for Rachel. He loved her so much. And that's the thing, like, Joey, you see him throughout the seasons just being a player. Yeah. He plays the field. And when it's Rachel, there's you can see how much he loves her. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the actors have chemistry yeah. like that or what it is, but you can see like their genuine feelings. It's a damn shame they didn't actually give that a shot. They shot. But that I think I read that the writers were. I read that the writers wanted to show that you can still love somebody and still have feelings for them, but it doesn't always work out. So I think in that sense, you know, helped yeah. probably helped a lot of people. True, true. I mean, you have to find someone to love first, so. <laughs> you know, just the minor things of, of all that, but you know, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's fortunate. She's got two people that fall in love with her. Lucky if I get like a half a person. (laughs) One third, (laughs) one third, I'll take one third. (laughs) But I was going to say like Monica and Pete, Pete Becker. Yeah. And Phoebe and the cop. Phoebe and the cop was a no. Yes. Okay. I okay. So it's not like because he shot a bird, I was like, oh hell no, get out of there, Phoebe. But um, when he was like, you could see like they really loved each other, and I thought that was really cute. Yeah, but he was a ginger, you know. So, let's <laughs> see what you can get. <laughs> and that's no offense to gingers out there. I have you know my friend, one of my best friends is a ginger, and she always says that she's my favorite, which is true, um, because. There's just, she's, there's, there's only one, you know, spot in my heart for a ginger and she's got it. So. Yeah. Let's hope there's more room for brunettes. Yeah. I'd take a blonde when I, you know, when, did you ever play Sims growing up? No. Mm-mm. Oh, you missed out. Sims was life. You would have loved Sims. You know what? I think I played it once or twice on my phone. Oh, that's not as fun on a computer. It's the most fun. But um, when I always, when I was younger and I played Sims, cause you like recreate your life every time. That's like the gist of Sims and probably why I liked it. You escape, you know, from your own childhood. If you're playing, if you're making someone else's life. <laughs> yeah. So well, they talked about it in the office. Yes. Um, the, so when I always made someone, I always made like this blonde hair, blue eyed guy. That was like the guy that I made as my husband every single time. And I was just like, and I've, you know, have you seen those TikToks where they show like their, what they thought their childhood crush was and then they show, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So I mine, I would show like my Sims character then and my Sims character now. And it is like, it's totally, totally different. I would not like, 
Sure, I would take a blonde haired blue eyed guy. Like, who am I kidding? I will take whatever falls in love we'll with me. We'll take what we can get. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take whatever falls in love with me. Um, but like it's not, it's that's not the person that I think that I would be attracted to now as a blonde haired blue eyed person. But when I was a kid, that was like A1. That was what I wanted. Nope. I think the difference is is it's become I don't mean to like offend anyone who's blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. I think it's become so generic. Like yeah. that, like, but it's I just think too pretty for me. Like you're so beautiful, like blonde hair, blue eyed, like you're so beautiful. And like, I just like, you look like you should be out in the snow frolicking. And I don't know, that just doesn't do it for me. I don't like, I don't know. I'm here. I am at 17 have like no idea in my mind. Which, I'm still looking at should. college. I'm yeah. still looking at college and yeah. I'm like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I can talk about what I want all day long, but in the end, I'm going to take what I get. <laughs> right. Who's to say what we fall in love with? Who's to say? No one knows. You Hopefully. can't plan for it. <laughs> well, you could. You can't really. I mean, uh, I mean, you can't it's debatable. Really, you can kind of set things up, though. I mean, you, you can, can say get the ball no. rolling. Yeah. You can say no to everyone that like doesn't look like your type which makes sense but like who's to say you're not gonna fall in love with that person like oh my god okay so this is what like i'm talking about so like in schitt's creek i think it's one of the earlier seasons they're in stevie and david are in a grocery store and they're getting wine for ted and lex's dinner party Mm -hmm. um and she was like i like red wine oh yes Yes. I've, I've been, she's like, I like red wine and I was assuming you like red wine too. And he was like, um, yeah, I like red wine, but I also like white wine mm-hmm. and uh, the occasional rosé. Okay. I like the, I like the, I like the wine, not the label. Yeah. And like for me right now, definitively, I can say I'm not talking sexuality. I'm talking about looks in this case. Yes. He was talking, they were talking sexuality for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I love that analogy. Yeah. Well, they've gotten so much praise on that show for making it so, you know, LGBTQIA friendly. Um, and they they've had roundtables where, you know, they they hear these stories and they all break out crying because it's all these stories about how people have been inspired to like just go for what they love or the person that they love or tell their family or do whatever it is because they created such an atmosphere of warmth and safety and security for people um, that that they those those people felt comfortable doing it and scenes like that are why because and I think yeah. yeah like for me that's like such a subtle scene it's not like a huge scene it's not like they made the whole episode around it mm-hmm. but. It's just like things like that that catch me kind of off guard, but also catch like in a good way, like mm-hmm. a good way. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, my family is super LGBTQ friendly. You know, I have two moms, mm-hmm. two aunts. It's just like to be able to see that portrayed in something that's so big and so mm-hmm. many people love yeah. is really great to see. Yep. And I, I think agree. another like example of that is going back to the Big Bang Theory because I can't stop talking about it because I'm literally <laughs> obsessed is um, Sheldon. Everyone thinks Sheldon Cooper is obnoxious as hell. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, they talk about him having OCD tendencies and they make fun of him for his OCD. But being someone who has it, it's really nice to feel like, look, there's another person on TV yeah. who is like you. Yeah. Right. Even if they're making jokes about it, even if they're poking fun at him. It's just nice to see someone like you being portrayed on a big screen yeah. and having people love you, you know, and I think that's mm-hmm. one of the main reasons why I like Sheldon so much and I like mm-hmm. Jim Parsons because mm-hmm. he did it so brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some of these act I mean, all of these actors and all of the shows we talk about are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. They really bring the character to life. And I think for me, the hardest part, and I feel like probably for them too, is differentiating between being the character all the time and being your own person. And I think like, for me, like, I love the idea of a Sheldon. Like I would be friends with that person, you know? Cause you know, it's so similar to me. I'm really obsessive. Um, Fear, like God thing with germs, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think for me, like, watching like that person but also like looking at the person who you know he was in other things too you know he was in home with rihanna mm-hmm. um and he was in um he's in that he was, one movie um well he's in um hollywood the tv series on netflix he's also yeah. in um the boys in the band which was on broadway as well as on um it's in, it's a movie now um and he like uh, he was in the movie called Just Jake mm-hmm. about a little boy who you know wears dresses and things and mm-hmm. I know people who were like that as a, a little kid mm-hmm. wearing dresses and being bullied yeah. for it and and I think what he does is he really breaks down those barriers in a way that's easy to understand yeah. and it yeah. really comes from such a raw perspective mm-hmm. and like that's why you know I don't know I'm a huge fan of Jim Parsons that's like <laughs> I can't talk about him enough. I really can't. It's it's problem. Yeah. And that's fair. We all have our problems. Well, who's your favorite actor? That's tough. It's... Yeah, that's tough. It's nearly impossible because I go through my phases of favorite actors and actresses and... Man... I don't know. I I honestly couldn't say. I have, um, I created these like board collage things with like my favorite actors and actresses. And one of them, I had a a female one and a male one. And um, I just like found pictures online and like created this collage and then did it. It's like huge canvas things. And I didn't actually bring them down here with me. Um, But I have three of them now. And just looking up like when I look at those I literally I can't choose one I'm that's what I'm thinking of because I know my favorite person is up there um, yeah but I can't even think like I absolutely love Sandra Bullock I love Sandra Bullock um, who doesn't Sandy B as Raj Sandy would say you know what I'm sorry I have to stop talking about Big Bang Theory I mean I <laughs> have to stop it's you I know Raj know. went to University of Portland I'm obsessed with these people you, you know that right can you tell so I have obsessive tendencies let's yeah. like we know that we have I have obsessive tendencies so when my brain gets hooked on something it doesn't stop yeah and I'm waiting and I'm waiting to get hooked on Dan Levy just give me a minute I will get there oh yeah I can tell just the way you talk about him right now and you're only in like barely into season three 
but oh my god like so I'm starting a new book called The Flight Attendant and I'm only reading it because Kaylee Cuoco did the TV series to it The Flight Attendant it's streaming on HBO Max (laughs) oh yeah the one that just came out right yes Kaylee Cuoco isn't that like a murder show yeah so I'm figuring if I can get through the book first then I can like secure a spot to like you know I can watch the show yeah so and also it's Kaylee Cuoco how can I not I'm obsessed she's actually I I was reading some stuff online that was saying she's a really good actor and she's such a good actor she's a really good actor and and the second thing too is you know she first of all I love her so much Mm -hmm. oh my god I have to stop talking about like Maya Bialik oh my god Maya Um, Bialik is a boss i'm obsessed with her because she has she's a she's did you listen to her podcast did you listen to her podcast i listened to some of it yeah okay so i i subscribe to it because a huge fan of my nba like jim parsons kelly Boko, johnny galecki yeah emin holberg melissa rouge kevin sussman kunal nayar okay i can keep going um but I subscribed to it and I started listening to it and it's fascinating. It's called My Ambiance Breakdown. It's basically mm-hmm. anywhere you can find it. And she talks about mental health. Yeah. And I like listening to it. A lot of it makes sense because I'm a very anxious person. And her first mm-hmm. episode with Grace Helbig is on uh, anxiety. And so I feel like for me, there's like a lot of stuff I didn't know. Mm-hmm. That you can feel like you're having a heart attack, but that could be anxiety. I mean, I'm not a licensed like oh, yeah, psychologist yeah, yeah. or anything. So don't, if you think you're having a heart attack, please go go to the hospital or call 911 <laughs> but just I didn't know like you could have like symptoms that felt like yeah. a heart attack well yeah. that's what panic attacks are is yeah. that you get to that place that you feel like it's either a heart attack or you can't breathe or whatever it is that's what a panic attack is those yeah. are the worst I had those for years I haven't had one for a couple months now but those were I used to have multiple of those a day and it's just so debilitating yeah, I would get anxiety attacks. Like I couldn't breathe. I needed a bag. I thought I was going to pass out. I was lightheaded. I couldn't move. Like I would get those every once in a while. And I didn't yeah. get them often. Um, but, you know, I yeah. And, you know, my friend, bless her, has uh, panic attacks and anxiety attacks. And mm-hmm. it's so hard to see that. It's really mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. Um, I watched the greatest, most touching video last night. Um, about the guy on the Golden Gate Bridge. This is mm-hmm. a sensitive topic. This mm-hmm. is a sensitive topic. It's about suicide. Um, and he was going to jump off the bridge and all he wanted, he was driving up to the gate asking for instructions. Like, mm-hmm. like how do I get to the bridge? Mm-hmm. Um, and he was hoping that the guard would say, are you okay? Like, mm-hmm. why are you going there? Um, and she just said, it's over there. And he went and he stood there for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm on the side of the bridge um like about to jump and he heard a voice and this voice stood with him he said for 92 minutes just listening to him Mm -hmm. and he got off the bridge Mm -hmm. he like came over the railing and the guy said what did I do like what did I do to help you and he said Mm -hmm. you listened to me Mm -hmm. and you heard me and I I mean this is what, like, one in the morning, a blubbering mess. So, <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I think it's just, like, mental health is so important. And yeah. that cannot be stressed enough. And Well, and th- it goes to show you can be that person, too. Yeah. Like, you can be that Help. person. If you yeah. think someone is struggling, even if you don't think you can do anything about it, tell their family. They might not yeah. love you for that, but you will believe me. 
Well, and it can be a stranger. I, um, the reason I got into crisis work was because of a situation like that. I was at our beach house and I noticed this guy was just like stumbling around on the beach. And, um, so I went down on the beach cause he was just kind of like laying on the beach and he like, wasn't getting up and I wanted to go check on him. So I ran down on the beach and he was at that point walking again. So I just said like, Hey man, are you okay? And he said, what? And I said, are you okay? And he's like, well, no. And so we started talking and we sat down, we talked for like probably 30, 45 minutes. The dude had heard the day before that his cancer was terminal and he just like felt super alone. And the whole time he just kept saying like, who are you? Who is this person that like comes down and just like checks on a random person? Like who does that? And I was just like, I'm just somebody like I'm Elizabeth. I'm just somebody. And we all can be that person. Like it's not specific to me. It's specific to whomever it is. Like we can all be that person and check on the guy. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it really is just, are you okay? Are you good? How are you? It really is about hearing people. It's about hearing people. I find that like when people like, I mean, if I'm having a situation, I don't want people to tell me how to fix it. I just want people to hear me and be empathetic. Mm -hmm. And people, you can do that. Mm-hmm. You can save lives. It is not that hard. Nope. It it might take time. You know, it might take 92 minutes. It might take three hours. Mm-hmm. It might take 15 minutes. Whatever it is, you're saving someone's life. Yep. And that to them and their family. I mean, you know, so just think about that and think about how, especially right now, people are mm-hmm. so people are having a really really hard time mm-hmm. and reach out even if it's not like actively helping someone you know actively saving someone's life call your friends talk to your friends ask them how they're doing go for a walk with them play sports if it's safe um yep. you know and do things for your mental health there's a girl on instagram who gets up at 5 a.m every morning to do something for her mental health and I love that idea. I mean, I'm not going to do it, <laughs> but I love the idea. I'm already up at that time. I'm not, I don't, I'm working by that point. So yeah. I would have to get up even early. I'd have to get up at four to do that. And yeah, that's not going to happen. No. That's so, and I, I, no. I love her thought. Um, so <laughs> you love my thought. Yeah. Sorry, you cut out. So. Oh yeah. I love that thought, audio. but. Yeah. So off of this really sad and depressing topic but it is a really widespread epidemic let's talk about something more exciting mm-hmm. um and we'll not be talking about big bang theory as much as i would love to we can do that another time mm-hmm. um because i really want to i okay i have such a problem okay let me just um let's talk about tiktok trends that's what i wanted to talk about so there are a couple tiktok trends going around and one of them is the quesadilla hack the tortilla hack oh my gosh have you tried it oh you can't try it i no, did it. oh you did how did you try it okay so they're these um cauliflower yes okay egg wrap things they're like weird like if you they're weird but yeah. um i eat them because i can and i they're the closest thing i have to like they're called crepinis mm-hmm. get them at costco for all of you health nuts like me out there um and they're so good number one and number two such a good hack 
I have got to try that. I haven't tried it yet. So I make it with, I make sweet ones and then I make savory ones. So for example, like this morning for breakfast, I did that. Mm -hmm. I took a tortilla. I cut um, a slit in it. I put avocado on two of the little, Mm -hmm. little sections. And Mm -hmm. then I put an egg on one and an egg on the other Mm -hmm. and rolled. Oh my God. It was so good. And that's like what I've been doing for my lunch. I do avocado, sun-dried tomato, sliced turkey, um wow that sounds so good cucumber it's bomb Mm. this hack is life-changing i know i I just went grocery shopping though now i can't do it until i'm done with my groceries i mean life-changing can i just say like i did not think i was like i always hate these tiktok trends they're always such a scam and they like some of them are such a scam like it makes me mad but this one kind of made up for all of those scams yeah you know so i highly recommend that i highly recommend 10 out of 10 would recommend like the dalgona coffee thing where you whip coffee i don't do you remember you take so you took granulated coffee equal equal amounts of coffee granulated sugar like instant coffee mm-hmm. and water oh is it and the then you whipped whipped it coffee? up yeah it's called dalgona coffee and you whip it up mm. it's disgusting i can imagine mainly because i don't like coffee so. i okay i don't like coffee either but it is <laughs> bad so then how are we gonna tell because we don't I, like, like coffee to begin with how would we no i like the flavor of coffee like i don't hate coffee I don't drink it because I don't like, like, the buzz, the, I don't know. Yeah. Coffee's not my thing. I'm more of a tea drinker. But I tried it. I was like, oh, it's going to be sweet. This is going to be good. It is bitter (laughs) and strong. That's what coffee is. No, but it's just, you're taking, like, two tablespoons of instant coffee. (laughs) That's it. It is literally oh, so bitter. Funny. It is. I can't stand that. Oh, that's so funny. Well, we should talk about some self-care. Yeah. Sign off for the day. Let me look at my slides really quick. My slides. My. Let me look at my. Um. Oh, I'm redoing my room in case you're wondering. Because people like people don't really know nice. what they look like. Um, I got a new carpet, and that was boy was that an adventure to put that Ooh. in. Um, my entire family threw out our back lifting my bed. Um, because it's heavy, you know, it has drawers yeah. in it. Um, and we threw our backs out basically. <laughs> um, very much appreciated to my family. Thank you for helping me. And um, I got a new carpet, a bunch of new paintings that are coming, frames for my paintings, two new lamps. And I'm very excited about wow, it. Wow, that's really that's, cool. Like for me, that it's like mental health. I don't know yeah. if it's mental health for you, but like for me, I'm in this yeah. space a lot. I'm in this space a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I spend a lot of my time there. And um and you know, for me, redecorating it is you know therapeutic to redecorate it. It's exciting to get your new like room stuff. Um, so mm-hmm. for me, I think it's very, you know, therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah, that is great. That's, that's huge. That does so much for just like your energy and all of the, you know, vibes that you have going on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like for me, I mean, I'm still trying to, you know, 
decorate this place. I found a little table yesterday, which was pretty cool. Um, and then Barb gave me a piece of art. So, although I need to get a frame for it and I don't even know where to put it. So I really do suck at decorating right behind you, right I behind just, you. Well, yeah, but I want it in the living room because it fit like there's like three walls that it would fit perfectly on because just the way that they're like cut out. One of them is like, yeah, it just like there's three different places that I would put it and that it would look really good. Yeah. Um, and I just have to pick one and like find a frame for it. Um, but, you know, trying to figure mm. out all of that. Um, and then, but yeah, so like my, I think my self-care has just been, my brother has left, he left on Wednesday. So like my social life has gone out the window. So I'm trying to keep busy with things. So Um, we'll actually try to do this once a week then. Yeah. Yes. So I'm trying to keep busy. I, um, I'm doing a screenwriting thing with someone, um, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. We're just making little movie shorts and then we just like meet get together on zoom and read it over and like give each other feedback and stuff and i'm really excited about that i haven't written in forever and so i broke out my computer and typed up you know part of a a scene and it was it was weird it was like i actually remember how to do it so if so. you become a famous screenwriter can you cast me in one of your movies or tv shows sure yeah yeah my thing for screenwriting is like i don't unless there's a very specific reason i don't put like race into it at all or like typically i, I try not to put gender in it um because i feel like if i make those decisions without having a person in mind of like a cast of it yeah. then it's like what's what's the point like i mean the yeah, person you, I makes mean, the role you want to have you know specific characteristics like you're looking for someone like this but you never like writing for a specific person you know like they were looking for an actor to play the character of Jim Parsons they weren't looking for a tall Caucasian person they were looking for a person to play Mm -hmm. a male role right yeah yep so so yeah but so I'm just trying to get involved in all the like social things and creative things because I go to work all the time and like it's so heavy and can be super draining and it's you know management now so it's a lot of responsibility and all yeah, of but, that but can I say the work you do is really important mm-hmm. and I and it's really valuable like and not just like working like I haven't I don't know what your company I've talked with people in your company mm-hmm. but I've talked to you as a person and you can yeah. really you can really you have that capability to be empathetic even Mm -hmm. over the phone and you and this is I think a good job for you because you have helped me through so many situations and I I mean I can't I can't imagine how many more people you've helped yeah it's so as draining and as hard as it can be you know it's a worthwhile job for you I think I mean I don't want to speak for you but but I yeah No, I absolutely love my job. And I really love my job now as well, being a supervisor. It's because the whole point is like, I work at a crisis line. So the whole point is I have been a call taker for two years now of taking calls and, you know, helping people get and started working on trainings and training people and mentoring people. Now I'm in this supervisor role and I'm supervising the people that take calls. And it's really nice to be able to support people doing such an important thing. Yeah. Before I was supporting people by doing the thing and now I get to support the people and 
help them understand their why we call it a why like why do you do this job why are you here why are you burning out why are you giving everything to these people it's because we love it and it's what we really want to do and what we're good at yeah and I think your story of why you chose Mm -hmm. what you're doing is a meaningful story you know you're not Mm -hmm. just like oh I I saw this and so I was like you know what what the hell I'll do it you know it's a meaningful story to you Mm -hmm. and I think if you that's how you choose a career that you love it really is Totally. And I think, you know, for me, I don't want to talk about my story right now. I'll talk about it next time. But for me, mine has this, like everyone's thing that they want to do and they want to bring to the world is mm-hmm. different. And the way they get to that point is different. Yep. And, you know, even like the worst thing, the worst thing that you could ever imagine happening to you could end up being the best thing that could happen to you. Yep. And I will say that from experience. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. Yep, that is definitely a really healthy perspective of it. And not a lot of people get to that point. So and good for you. it's hard to get to that point, And you're not in that point in the moment that it's happening. Yeah. So this exactly. is a reminder that if you can get through what you're going through, mm-hmm. it might be something that, you know, becomes what you do, you know? It becomes yeah. your purpose in life. Totally. And so that's a reminder. I do want to talk about one thing before we wrap up which is this is the first time we've talked since the new year. Yeah. It is officially 2021. 2021. Hopefully a better year. <laughs> Let's talk about New Year's resolutions. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I've never been a fan of New Year's resolutions. I've never really believed in them. Um, I think coming from like the therapeutic side of just like, you know, you're setting yourself up for failure in setting like a New Year's resolution. Like people that go out there and are just like, I'm going to add this, 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 this to my schedule. Like all of these things, you're setting yourself up for failure. You got to remember that as much as you're adding things to your schedule, you need to take things out of your schedule. Like take out, like if you're going to add an hour of exercise in a day, where is that hour coming from? It can't come from your sleep. It can't come from your work. Where is it coming from? Um, So new year's resolutions, long story short, I could totally get on a soapbox with that my new year's resolution um well we can call them not new year's resolutions because i also have a problem with that term i feel like they're more like ways to better yourself yeah and so i think that realistic too you know yeah and i had like you know goals of like go out and like get creative again and start writing and do all that which i have which is great um but i've been hiking with my brother and my brother's super in shape he's a skinny little critter um and so like we were doing all these hikes and going uphill and stuff and I just like I remember years and years ago in therapy my therapist asked me one time when I wasn't doing my homework she was just like like do you get satisfaction when you finish your homework like or do you feel accomplished when you do and I said no I had to do it anyways like why would I feel accomplished for something that I had to do mm-hmm. um and so one of the things she told me was like well you need to fix that like you need to feel accomplished when you do something that you didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things I realized was on the, on one of my hikes with my brother, cause it just like went straight up and it was like, I think it was 1100 foot elevation of just literally straight up to the top. And I was like, Dang. this is really dumb right now. Very, very dumb. I stopped like every 50 feet and, um, you did it though, right? I did it. I got to the top and at the top, I was just like, I was exhausted I almost didn't make it. I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to go up this hike. Like you go up, you go see it. I'll stop here and I'll wait for you. And then I was just like, get over yourself. Um, 
but what I realized when I was standing there is just like, I need to be proud of myself for doing this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have to be proud of myself. I have to feel accomplished. I have to let myself feel like I've done something yeah. and that I was successful and that I can be proud of myself. And, you know, I think growing up, there were a lot of times where I didn't feel like people were proud of me because it was always like, you're very, very good at this. And here's how we can do better. I agree. And I think that that is the school system. And I don't want to like, don't want to go into that right now, but I agree. I feel like if you're not this, you're not good enough. Yeah. Um, And that also stems from social media. You know, I've grown up in an era, which is all social media. Yeah. And I think it's not even that you have to be this. It's just that if you are this, you can be better. And it doesn't matter what the this is. It's you can always be better because perfection exists and all of this. So why would you be proud of yourself if you met this one accomplishment, if you struggled through it the whole entire time? Yeah, why would you I be agree. Proud of yourself? Okay, let's, okay, next time let's actually talk about this because I have thoughts on social media and expectations. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I would like to talk about that. Great. But your New Year's, resol- New Year's resolution, your way to better yourself in 2021 is? Yeah, to just let myself be proud of myself. Good. That's a good one. Feel successful. I mean, you are very successful. You know that. That's the thing is I don't like I've grown up my whole childhood is like not feeling successful. And, and like, I think, all of yeah. That. And I think the hard part is having someone else tell you that you are, even though yeah. you don't feel like you are. Cause I can tell you right now, the work you do, you should feel very proud and successful of where you yeah. become. And I can say, you know, your athletics, you're very athletic. I can yeah. say you moved from, Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. to California. Mm-hmm. I can say all of these accomplishments that you've done and it's hard to take them in. And I know that. Yeah. Because I'm a person who is exactly like that. Mm-hmm. My standards are just not good enough. Yeah. But just know that there are people who see your accomplishments mm-hmm. and they're here, just yep. so you know. And we should and- just record that, which we are recording it, but let's just put this as like the daily affirmation at the beginning of the day that you and I both listen to, because you have to listen to this too. I know I do. You I can say, problem. and you still have to listen to it too. I have to, I, I have to practice what I preach is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You Me know. too. <laughs> okay. So, what's your, what's your goal of bettering yourself? My goal is to work out more and I know I already work out every day. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, just to push myself in terms of this as hard as I can. But um, what's a, how do you make that concrete? Like, what is a I mean, measurable I, goal for that? My measurable goal is just working as hard as I can so that I can feel accomplished. You know, I, mm-hmm. my, my new thing is I go to the gym for an hour. I do weights, I do cardio, and then I run home, which is almost two miles. Yeah. So for me, that's like, I hate running. I am one of those people who is like, if you don't have to run, if something is not chasing you, why are you running? Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm one of those people who's like, oh God, running, why? And for me, I think my, it's not, and the differences here is mine is probably more shallow than yours, but mine (laughs) is to like, I'm a junior. I'll be a senior next year. Yeah. And you know, the whole like, oh, senior glow up thing. Um, oh my gosh but just give me a minute I'm getting I'm no, no, no. it. I like I I can't believe that's a thing that wasn't a thing when we did we had you know, college glow-ups we didn't have senior glow-ups really it's yeah. like look at they do and in our yearbook they do look at you in kindergarten look at you now 
Oh, I mean, we have that. But... I mean, but no, but they do like, like, for me, especially, I work yeah. really hard to be where I am right now, especially yeah, yeah, physically, yeah. mentally, and emotionally. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, social media is very toxic. We'll talk yeah. about that another time. But I think that that drives my need for excessive exercise. Mm -hmm. And in this case, I want to make it very clear that I'm not doing it for anyone else. I'm not doing it to fit the standard, but I'm doing it simply for myself. And I think for me, that is the one thing is to push myself as hard as I can for myself and nobody else Mm -hmm. and to to differentiate and recognize Mm -hmm. what am I doing for myself and what am I doing for others? Mm Mm-hmm. What am I doing to make myself feel like I'm part of the ideal society? Mm-hmm. What what it, what what does that look like? What even is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people struggle to 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 fit in like that. And mm-hmm. and I'm one of those people who's had a lot of problems in you know middle school, lower school. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a bullied kid, mm-hmm. um, a very bullied kid, and that yeah. was hard. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for anybody. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, drives suicide rates up. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, again, you know, I'm not a suicidal person. And mm-hmm. I hope that nobody is. I don't hope that on anyone. I don't wish that on anyone. But yeah, it's hard because there is there there is an ideal what you're supposed to be mm-hmm. and what you're supposed to look like and what you're yeah. supposed to act like. And that's just not the way the world is. Mm-hmm. There, everyone is different, but they want yeah. you to be this certain way. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is hard to differentiate. Like, are you are you working out? Are you getting in shape? Are you eating better for yourself and your mm-hmm. health, or are you doing it because you feel like you have to? Mm-hmm. Are you doing it because you feel like someone else needs you to be? Yeah. Like I've heard stories of people who have said. You know, when I was little, I was just constantly called fat. And now here I am, a toothpick, but I'm anorexic. Mm-hmm. You know, what what, is, what are you taking and what, what are you gaining and what are you losing, you know? Yeah. And I think it's hard. It's really hard to balance that line and find that line. Yeah. And, and, you and you're not the only one that struggles with that. There's, I know. There are tons of people. So many people. It's so many people. I think that that's definitely something that we should talk about more. And the next time is bullying as well. Cause I think that that's a huge uh, root cause for a lot of the, you know, the and shame. You can talk, and like you too, like talking about it from a perspective of behind, behind mm-hmm. suicide prevention and behind a crisis hotline, mm-hmm. you yep. know, mm-hmm. obviously not, not with confidentiality but just in the way that you can you know that there there are numbers there are numbers of people yeah oh yeah there's totally there's numbers numbers everywhere I mean I of course myself was also bullied so I think that you know there's all the I always call it the good stuff it's the it's the heart of you know heart of the the challenges that make you who you are Exactly. And that's such a cliche and that is such a cliche and I hate it when people say it, and I hate it when I say it myself, but I think that that is really true. Yeah, I, I am. Really I know that I am a solid leader. I'm a great leader because I can bring people together because I know what it's like to feel excluded. 
Yeah, and, and you're if really you don't know an what, empathetic person too. Yeah, but if you and don't know I what think, that feels like, how would how could you ever bring a team together if you don't yeah, know what that like, feels like? My thing, you guys don't know, is nutrition. I would love to be a nutritionist. I want to help people because I myself had a traumatic go around with that, and I'll explain that in a later later date. But um, I I worked with doctors that have no bedside manner. And they just say, you're going to do this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? Are you doing the same thing? Mm -hmm. And coming at it from that perspective of knowing how hard and life-changing it is to do what I did. Mm -hmm. It's really, really hard. Yeah, Knowing that there's someone else there who's saying, you can do it. It's not going to be easy. But here are tools to make it easier. Yeah, Here's Mm -hmm. how I can help you. I do the exact same thing. I, you know, being having that empathetic mm-hmm. that empathy that that really helps another person you know mm-hmm. helps them yeah it really does empathy helps people yep and hearing them and listening to them and being mm-hmm. with them because mm-hmm. as like if you are fighting one person alone mm-hmm. you're fighting a war on your own you're not going to make it If you're fighting with other people, you have a higher chance of making it. Yep. It's about like, and especially right now, standing together, you know, our country is in shambles and the Mm -hmm. world is falling apart and staying as connected as possible to your friends, your family. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be your friends and it doesn't have to be your family. Reach out, meet new people as hard Mm -hmm. as that can be right now because we're all on Zoom. But really, you know, reach out, meet new people. If you see yeah. someone on the street, say hi. Yeah. You know, smile through your mask or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, smile you know? with your eyes, smile. Smile with your eyes. But, you know, just if you see someone on the street, say hi. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's as simple, you know, it's, it's, it's really as simple as saying, if you're walking down the street and there's someone who's like not, look like they're doing well, mm-hmm. just say hi. It doesn't kill you to say hi. Nope. But it might kill them if you don't. Exactly. So exactly. enough about the sad things. Our news resolutions are out there. And let's work on getting this actually up so people can hear it. Yeah. Come listen to us, but you don't have to. You really don't have to. Um, <laughs> again, you don't have to. This is for us, not for you. If you love it, we would love you too. Um, and no. I don't know. How do we promote this? We don't. I mean, it is what it is, you know? Promote it within our family and they'll share it with two people who might listen to it, you know? Oh, like a fractal. Exactly. We're at the center of the fractal. (laughs) We are the broccoli. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't even make sense. I don't get it. There's a fractal vegetable. It's not actually a broccoli. But um, it's like a cauliflower, it's, right? Yeah, it's like a it's like a green cauliflower, basically that looks it it mirrors exactly what a fractal is. So it's a pretty oh, cool wow, vegetable. That's so cool. Yeah. So we'll get this up for you guys. Um, how do we, how do we do Apple Podcasts? How do we do that? I don't know. We'll 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 sign off and then we can talk about it. Okay, we'll Google okay. it. Okay, bye guys. We love you. Bye.